we started to not build a product but work with a really really small prototype and kind of understand the real message market fit by asking the users and in the highest extent we actually founded the football club in our free time to really understand this message market fit by playing it with others and experience the product on the field again let's go Welcome to another episode of Speak Like a CEO, the leading podcast on CEO communications. My name is Oliver Aust, and today I'm here with Lukas Röhle. Lukas is the co-founder of Prematch, and Prematch, in case you haven't downloaded the app yet, is the platform for non-professional football in Europe. Hi, Lukas. Hi, Oliver. Excited to be here. Likewise, likewise. Congrats, first of all. Um, you launched Nationwide in Germany recently and the app became number one in the App Store. I mean, that is in itself quite the accomplishment. So congrats on that. Thank you so much. Awesome success for us. Um, but the whole team uh, worked hard on this. So uh, yeah, we, we, we had a small celebration and now are laser focused to even further grow grow the platform. I can I can imagine as a true team player, true football player, you obviously bring in the team. You're obviously standing in for the team. You're you're one of the co-founders, but there's a there's a growing team and a successful founders team uh, along with you on this journey. But before we dive into the launch and what how you managed to get to the number one spot on the App Store, because every app that launches wants to get there, right? And you managed, so I want to find out exactly how you did that. But I think it's it's worth um, dwelling a little bit on the context so we understand where you're coming from. So tell us a little bit about uh, pre-match. What is pre-match? Yes. So like the idea of pre-match is to build the super platform for grassroots football players and fans. And uh, like the three co-founders, uh, Nick, Fita and I, and we all grew up on the soccer pitch within, like we always say, the most emotional and also biggest community of Europe, like active football players. Um, and we want to bring them all together in one platform and build like the go-to place for like the whole ecosystem. And that's actually the idea behind it uh, that we are currently pursuing. And why do you not focus on professional football? Why do you focus on the amateur football teams i mean we we all know that there are many solutions out there for professionals and we also think that many of them are great and uh from our like end we feel it's an iceberg so all the good solutions are there for pros but the majority of players and actually our own community that's what i said in the beginning so we all grew up on a soccer pitch and our community are the amateur players um, they are lacking great 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 platforms great solutions so we feel the potential is is bigger there uh, and also like the market needs so this is why we said let's build something for our peers uh for like our teams and yeah uh, yeah it's it's actually our our main uh home spot and let's say i download it what kind of data and information would i get about my favorite amateur football team yeah um, actually like the first um, value that you get there is that you can find every player in germany every team um that is pre-registered on the platform so we have everything there for you even if your your friend or your favorite team is not yet on the platform and then um, you get everything in one place like I said in the beginning so you get the stats you get the news and you get like all the scores which is important for you as a football player or a football fan and on the other hand it's super gamified so you have your own profile you can see who visited your profile you get a market value so all the exciting things that you probably know from the pro ecosystem that weren't available for you as an amateur yet um, are now there for you and uh, we see a lot of excitement and this this side of the platform is probably like related to to apps like like Rantastic, Strava, that you already know from, from individual sports, but now we 
turn this experience to team sports. Mm, interesting. I, I could totally see where the demand is coming from because, uh, you know, everyone who's interested in sports knows there's a lot out there about professional sports, but very little about the millions and millions of people who play amateur sports and, and you know, are really emotionally invested in that as well. So how how did you and your, your co-founders come up with that idea and what was the context? I know you were studying at VHU, right? And, and that was sort of where, where the idea incubated. Is that right? Because that's where we first met where, you know, I'm a mentor at the Entrepreneurship Center and that's where we first uh, first had the pleasure of meeting. Yeah, uh, kind of, to be honest. Like uh, Nick, uh, one of our co-founders, he was actually studying at VHU and uh, thanks to that, we had a great chance to join the first version of the VHU Accelerator, which was like awesome for us and, and actually the kickstart for the business. Um, so, so the background of the three of us is like, um, like, like I said, we all were football players in our uh, childhood uh, and always had the dream to play in the Champions League final. Uh, we didn't make it as you, you see. Uh, and then we went on studying, um, FITA studied at RWTH Aachen, which is also connected to VAU. So there you see the, uh, the first like relationship. Uh, Nick and I did our bachelor's at University of Cologne. Uh, and then Nick went on to VAU. So, so he's actually our connection to this, uh, awesome ecosystem. Um, and I myself, uh, went to the startup world first in Berlin then in New York and then the three of us met together um, worked on the first like like first prototypes of pre-match uh, and actually um, had the pleasure to to join this great program at VAU and uh, from then on uh, really boosted um, yeah the company and um, our founding story until now yeah absolutely and you um since we worked together a little bit in some coaching calls and mentoring calls at the beginning it was quite interesting to see that um, you were very clear about what you wanted to do and the messages you you thought would actually work with the audience because obviously that audience is, is kind of yourself as well. And to me, that always felt like, okay, this team could really go places because they, they have, so, they get so much right that other teams struggle with at that stage, which is understandable that, you know, it's, 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 it's a university. So the teams tend to be quite, quite young. So. Talk us through the messaging and the positioning of the business and the finding the right words to get pre-match into the hands and on the phones of, of, of millions of people now. Yeah, so first of all, it feels quite natural for us as we also like played football our whole lives. Um, but besides that, we, we try to keep it as lean as possible and always work with the community. So in the beginning, we started to not build a product or in the first place, but work with a really, really small prototype and kind of understand the real like message market fit by like asking the users and giving them small hints about what the product could look like and then looking what they really are attracted in. Um, and um, on top of this, we, we always went to football pitches actually and uh, went there, spoke, spoke to the people, uh, interviewed them, did many user interviews that met, did many testings. Uh, and in the highest extent right now, we actually founded a football club uh, in our free time uh, to, to really like understand this massive market fit by again playing it with others and experience oh. the product on the, on the pitch itself. You, you founded a football club. To... That's what we did, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so it's the, the, the great FC Culture Colonia, right? Um, the, the new uh, big traditional club in Cologne. Um, and we are playing in the lowest league. Uh, but every weekend we are like facing another team uh, on the pitch uh, and we are speaking to them after the game. And like they are asking us about pre match and so on and so on. So, but we also experience it ourselves again, as many of us. Uh, 
due to studies stop playing or just following their hometown club again. Um, so I think this is the, the highest extension of uh, message, like finding my message market fit on the field again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we did several things to really nail, nail what we are building. Yeah. I mean, if you talk to hundreds of customers and potential users, then, you know, you're just going to find out so much and it's just the right thing to do. You, you don't build a great product by avoiding your customers. But my feeling is that a lot of founders sometimes like to like to tinker with the product until they f think it's really ready yeah but actually miss the opportunity to get feedback early rather than spending time on developing things that may not actually meet the user's requirements so i like that so you have found a market fit and then that helps with the message market fit by actually talking to loads and loads of people i like that definitely and also relying on like not what they say but also how they act with it you know like um really understand okay is it something they just say to you in an interview or is it something they really want to use and like uh, trying to to make it data-based instead of just like your subjective feeling right so yeah. Um, yeah. also a big learning that we did in the early days um to to really not go for what you have in mind but really what's shown by the data you get from all of the different touch points and data points with, with users Yeah, I can imagine now you have a, a sweet spot. You get a lot of qualitative data on the on the pitch, the beer after the match, and then you get the quantitative data, the feedback from the users on the app. And I guess if you put these together, I would think that accelerates the process of improving the product. That's the idea. Um, so that's why we are doing it to to have like both both sides, right? Uh, and then uh, bring them together as some things you can see in the data for sure. Uh, you you have to uh, you have to get them from a from a like personal experience. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's the mix in the end. You, you're yeah. right with this. And uh, I mean, you have some very interesting angel investors um pretty much from the start and and some of whom i know and they they you know said i asked them about you guys and i know they're all very impressed um but talk talk us through that fundraising journey so was it what you expected i assume it was the first time the team um went into fundraising round definitely so in the end we are first time founders uh, even though we we had some experiences before like we all started small businesses but not like something that can become a venture-based uh, business in the end uh, or a venture-backed business um so yeah like we, before we had the first angels we didn't know uh, how it will uh, be like to to fundraise and speak to them uh, but actually it's just doing it so just approaching people uh, talking with them about what you want to build and uh, getting buy-in I think especially for the for the founding team uh, and for your vision um, and then execute but um, like the beginning for us was actually we are accelerator uh, to to be uh, to be fair um, we had the chance to meet many many great mentors uh, and some of them showed interest in what we are building so we follow up with them and actually asked them hey can you can you imagine to uh, to back us and they were like super happy and uh, offered their support uh, from then on it it got easier because if you have the first people who believe in you you feel like okay yeah like actually we are a, a real business like we are something that people uh, want to support and um, um, yeah we right now we have a awesome angel setup uh, so so many great leaders and founders uh, that are supporting us uh, every day uh, so i spoke to two or three today uh, which are actually like giving us hands-on support um way like way much like or way more than just money uh, but like actually their network and their experience so yeah. super happy with how it uh, went in the end yeah really smart money so one of them showed me a little card he received from <laughs> you with this picture on 
it. Can, can you shed some light on that? I thought that was a, it's a really fun idea. I can. So you probably know that uh, like many children are uh, collecting Panini stickers, uh, at least over here in Europe, uh, from their favorite football players. And we felt, okay, uh, as we are a football startup and also like this idea of collecting yourself as a football player is super interesting for an amateur. Uh, we created those like little cards for each angel investor and sent them over with a handwritten note and said like, hey, we are so happy that you're part of the team. Uh, actually, your market value is uh, like out of any scope so nobody can afford you're priceless. you right yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah it's it's a small gesture um, but it, it, it's fitting to us as a company and also to our story and I think it also shows like the, the experience we want to create for our users and then on the other hand also for the angels like it's very personal it's your own football right uh, and you kind of get the small the small hint of this like big dream that you had as a child and now we get it from pretty much as an as an amateur or as an angel yeah. i love that idea i mean we we all collected these pictures yeah. uh you know any any big tournament uh, that's amazing and uh, I, I, I think this shows this personal touch it's, it i assume it's you know it's very cheap to do it's just a little paper card or your know, cardboard card um so it wasn't that it's an expensive gift but it just showed that you really thought what would make a difference or what would make an impression on on this particular audience right definitely so i think the first version we produced for one euro or something like this now we are two euros maybe so uh, <laughs> the gold spending, <laughs> one. Spend, spending uh, the money very carefully but um yeah it, it's it's not about giving like something big but giving something like unique and yeah, that's fitting to, very thoughtful. to us um i heard good things about your angel communication um that it's sort of to the point so if you you, you provide regular updates but not long email so talk us through um how you do that because i think there are a lot of learnings for other for other young founders mm -hmm. um so one big learning is um uh, that in the beginning uh if uh, angel joins pretty much and we had this twice now as we did two fundraising rounds we try to understand what's the motivation for the angel uh what's the impact he, he or she wants to have to the business actually uh and then re really find the fitting piece of communication from our end so um, we do this little survey where we ask everybody hey How much do you want to be involved? What's the topic uh, you're interested in? Uh, where can you support? Because that's the main thing for us as founders, right? Uh, and that's also what the angel says, uh, said to us. Like, we want to support you uh, and, and have your back. And, and then we try to tailor our communication for this. And right now, what we are doing is um, we are sending uh, regular updates once a month uh, for each department. And then we have a short version of it. We have a longer version where we go more into detail and you can uh, view it on the Notion page. And besides that, you get also get a video Video, um, video summary uh, in the end where we like do also quick visualizations of, of, of what's happening and yeah yeah so this is our regular communication and then we try to uh, go deeper into topics by approaching people one-on-one -on -one or uh, really like building small groups uh, work groups and then uh, work on specific topics and the last thing that we do is whenever we are in a big city in Germany uh, we try to invite everybody to come together and just have a chat Uh, it doesn't have to be about pre-match, but in the end, it's, it's mostly about it, right? Um, but it's all just great to see, to uh, have people from different contexts coming together, um, having this like connection at pre-match and then like uh, getting their input on it. So these are, it's, it's a mix of like the knowing what, what the angel's motivation is uh, and what's his level of impact he wants to have or she wants to have. And then like doing like different 
uh, kinds of communication. Um, yeah. And, yeah, trying to tailor it as much as possible, but still keeping it um, founder focused or like founder friendly and not uh, too much angel friendly. Very good. <laughs> Let's circle back to the launch. So mm -hmm. um, I know you started in, in some regions, obviously you need to test the product, uh, real life situations before you roll it out nationwide in Germany. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people are we talking about amateur football in Germany or Europe, um, probably millions, right? In Europe, we are, we are talking around about 200 million people who are interested in the, in the game, uh, and more than 25 million who are playing yeah. it. Um, in Germany, it's like, we always say our target group are like 30 million, uh, Germans that are highly interested in, um, amateur football as they have a personal connection to it, to it. Wow. Okay. That, that's a lot of people in, in Europe mm -hmm. and in Germany. So uh, let's zoom in. How did you approach this launch to say on this particular day, um, the app is going to be available in the app store and other, other locations probably on the web. And, um, you know, we want to obviously rank high if that's possible, because if you do that, that gives you a boost. So t talk us through the, the planning for this, uh, for this launch day. Yeah, first of all, uh, we had to make sure that the app is available uh, on the one hand and also like that all the data that we want to have uh, on the app uh, are like is there. Uh, so this was like one thing that we had to consider. And besides that, it was important to find the right timing. And as we are like talking about football, there's always a start of the season uh, and it differs from different regions, but it's mainly at the beginning of August. So for us, it was sure like, or it was clear that we, if we get uh, out there, we have to be there uh, at the beginning of the season as you are like excited, new season, new things, probably a new team, but like you are hyped about football again and we want to hype you about pretty much. Um, so like after we found kind of the, the time frame when we we want to launch it we we thought about different activities that we can do uh towards the launch and on launch day uh and we built up our like marketing mix which is actually also like some parts of it are paid other parts are really organic that we activate clubs and they are sharing the message about pre-match uh then we we also have like our network uh that we could activate but um, uh, to going national wide, uh, it, it was important to have the right mix for it. So we, we kind of did many, or we did many testings, uh, to really find out the, the, uh, marketing activities that seem to be promising enough, uh, to actually deliver. Um, and then, yeah, just went for it. Um, so beside all the planning, you just have to do it. Um, and it went out pretty well. Um, because I think the team did a heroic job and we, we had the pleasure to, onboard people early this year so it wasn't like that they were there for weeks but most of them were there for a few months and we could actually build it up towards the 10th of august uh, where we kicked it off uh, got the first like thousands and ten thousands of people to the platform uh, and then built a momentum around it yeah how how did people learn about the app different channels <laughs> like i said um you can maybe divide it into two channels so one channel is uh activation we do by for example um tiktok was a very viral um channel for us um we work with creators did some really <laughs> interesting visuals uh and really like nailed the message for for players as we said like hey there is a platform out there now and you have a profile and you have a market value do you want to find out what your market value is and people went crazy about it yeah for sure they wanted to know this and on the other hand you have this organic part of this uh, is of this network as you are organized in teams you have your friends who are playing football you have your like 
relatives, your schoolmates and so on. And it's a real, it's a topic of discussion. And uh, like, if there's something new popping up, people start to talk about it, tell them, hey, did you see it? So like this organic, uh, this organic part is also like fueling our growth. So it's always like this two, two parts of uh, people getting to know pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you, you perfectly described the snowball effect, right? And and um, interesting how you obviously you push for something with your own content, and uh, then word of mouth kind of takes over if people engage with it. And obviously, because every football player is probably connected to at least twenty people, if not more, doing the same thing, uh, they're, they're bound to share it, right? So this is this is perfect combination. Was was TikTok the main channel to get the initial push right? Mm. I wouldn't say so. Uh, like in the end, it was like actually like five or six channels performing pretty well for us. Uh, TikTok was one of them. Another one was Meta for sure. Um, also like definitely the clubs. So uh, we kind of built up the clubs as small multipliers. They said, hey, we are pretty much now get like go get our app, uh, support us, um, like uh, let uh, follow us and consume more content about us as a team uh, as, as a club so this worked out pretty well uh, and then like this organic part uh, like the snowball effect that you were describing um, like we have some referral mechanisms in there we have some topics that are really interesting to share with your team as it's either funny or like competitive or like all of this stuff uh, and so so in the end it was like five channels uh, performing almost everything at 20% um, so yeah. I wouldn't say TikTok was the main performer um, but definitely a really interesting channel to look at um, as uh, it's giving you great reach uh, and if you have a fitting product um, it's definitely worth um, spending time and focus on this yeah interesting and um, I was wondering about about the business model so mm -hmm. you download the app for free right mm -hmm. and, and how do you monetize it or plan to monetize it Very good question. So I always say our main assets are active and really engaged users and maybe the most emotional users that you can think of because their 90 minutes are the most emotional of their weeks. And this is also what what we are focusing right now on. So actually, if we have a great user base, there are different options that we are looking into for monetization. For sure, one is partnerships. Uh, we are talking to many brands that are approaching us. Uh, but for now, it was our main focus to really build a, prod a product that is fitting to your community, engaging them multiple times per week, uh, and then build monetization on top and actually build monetization like not as something that is... Uh, destroying the user experience, but uh, something that is adding up to the user experience. So um, therefore, um, we have uh, many options in the pocket, let's say it like this, and we are testing a lot on this. Um, but our focus before was to to really nail this this product and then go into monetization and not do it like at the same time and not having a focus on the right thing in the beginning. So um, it's, that, it's something that will happen uh, during the next year and uh, you will see many activities from our end there. I can imagine. So I, I can totally see that. I think the, the order of, th of things is correct um, in the sense that you build the audience, get them engaged, uh, you have a product that works and then you sort of deep dive on, on the monetization. So it makes perfect sense to me. I also like to ask about internal, external financial stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So the three big stakeholders group groups, any CEO, executive um, founder has. So we talked about financial, about your angel investors and fundraising. We talked about the external side of things, how you launched the product, 
Um, and I, I also wanted to ask about the internal side of things. I can imagine that um, you, you're building a team for the first time, mm -hmm. that there's some, some challenges, some learning. So I think you started out with three co-founders and it grew from there. But talk us through that journey because that's um, that must be quite interesting as well for you guys. Definitely. So we kind of built some teams, uh, but in different setups. So for, for me, for example, it was like I was uh, the vice president of our uh, football club and we had like 700 people or 700 members. And then we had like 450 um, like football players uh, and there we like we often had the situation on like bringing new people in managing in making everybody happy but also on the other hand reaching our goals uh, which is in amateur football something different than a business context but you learn a lot about like how to manage people uh, and this was definitely an experience that I could use and also like same for, for Nick and Fiete uh, but yeah in the beginning it was uh, the three of us and uh, many really passionate interns uh, so like we had a great topic but we didn't have money so we said like hey if you want to learn as much as possible like we give you everything that you need we support you in any case uh, you get responsibilities in every different field uh, but uh, yeah uh, we, we, we just need you to trust us and come our, uh, on this journey and we had some like uh, really great people joining us in the early days uh, that uh, built the foundation of pre-match and then after the first angel round we had the first like the chance to hire some of them like full-time uh, which was even like better for us as we had like this long-term commitment and and until now we are like around about 15 16 people um and we we definitely saw the change of like people uh, being there for a short period of time like three months then now people like having this like long-term perspective in building something up with us um It, each, each time had is like upsides and downsides for sure. Like in, in the beginning, everything was crazy. Uh, it was like about like uh, each week was uh, happening, right? Like everybody wanted to be part of this and it was some huge excitement. And now it's more getting more strategic and so on. Um, but I, I have the feeling that we found awesome team members uh, for this like long-term journey uh, that are really uh, like learning a lot right now and uh, scaling uh, themselves and developing themselves um, so now it's getting more into like this real management part of it and in, in developing people and uh, on this like or supporting them on their personal journey as team members at pre-match yeah what's the biggest challenge you face in terms of internal communications uh, engagement hiring mm. I mean, in, in hiring in the, in the beginning, nobody knows you, right? So uh, you have to attract people and you have to tell them, hey, we are out there and we are cool. Uh, and we feel like um, thanks to the business angels and also some media coverage, uh, it gets easier, but it's still like a big challenge for, for every startup I feel out there uh, to attract great uh, talent. And internal, mm, I would say maybe as we are trying to like be as lean and as fast as possible, Uh, it's sometimes important to zoom out as a team and really understand what you've achieved. So uh, maybe it's it's celebrating the successes uh, that we always feel is something that you sometimes forget, but is that is very important for you as a team. So this is something that we really are pushing ourselves to always do and uh, remember ourselves and have time for this um, and also 
like um, celebrate it together as a group and not just on a personal level, but also like uh, share it with the team, share kudos, uh, share achievements. Uh, so it's, it's not something usual. It should be something exciting for you, for you. Um, and yeah, uh, this is maybe something that uh, we, we always want to remember ourselves to, to stay focused on. Um, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And um, how do you, how do you manage that with your co-founders? Um, is one of you in charge of, of uh, HR or people or how, how do you stay in contact and keep things real between you three? Mm -hmm. Because th there's always tension. There's always different agreements. So it's just a matter of whether it's good tension or bad tension, right? If everyone just agrees all the time, then, you know, that's, that's not a good situation either. So I'm just curious how you, how you three work together. Yeah. So I feel we have uh, different, we have different activities that we're doing for this, uh, like on a regular basis, every week we have two check-ins. So on Tuesday, we are just doing something where we come together and everybody's sharing the points he has, right? And if something is urgent for you, you share it in this meeting. On our Friday, we're doing like a small, uh, like it's not a reporting, it's more like a retro where we like write down actually. And so it's silent. Everybody writes down their like depart like stuff that happened in their apartment, stuff they need um, like feedback from the other co-founders on. And then we are doing it written um, as we felt it's super productive for us. And in the end, we, we just talk about the points that are unclear uh, from this written communication. And therefore, like we have this like check-ins twice a week um, that are supporting us to, to keep the conversation going and uh, keeping us in the loop. Uh, and besides that, we try to do Uh, founders time every like second or third week where we actually come together and just try to not work but have a dinner or something like this um, and then on top of it we are we are doing some like okr preparations where we uh, actually block time for the three of us um, tell the team hey uh, you are in charge now of the business and we go and zoom out and spend like two or three days and, and just discussing the the topics that are this important for our business so these are like the the regular activities we do um to yeah keep a good uh, a good uh, atmosphere and also like buy in and alignment um as we feel this is most important for a team especially in a football context and um also yeah. like most important for a founder team i do believe that if you've played team sports it's it comes more naturally to uh, understand how important team spirit is and how to you know the the sort of belonging cues you have in a team the high fives the you know slaps on the back that kind of thing do, would would you agree is that your observation as well 100 um, definitely if you have like real team players uh, that you like, and you can see it actually on the football uh, field it's, it's interesting so come and w watch a game of us uh, you can see how the people are also working in the team uh, definitely um, but you learn a lot from this like locker room uh, locker room talks and like all this stuff that is going on there um, and you yeah. can uh, like build a bridge to the business world uh, I'd like to Ask again about the, so what you write on Friday. Mm -hmm. So walk us through that. So what do you write and do you then exchange it with the others? And they say, I, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or I have a question. Uh, just yeah. try to picture it. Yeah. So, so we, like in the beginning, we just did like conversations, right? So we said like everybody is sharing what's important from their, from their department or the stuff they were working on and where they need input on. And it always ended up that we discussed one topic or two topics. And, uh, like, uh, by doing this, uh, there were so many 
topics that are actually important to share, but the others didn't learn about. So right now it's looking like we have like this different um, departments. So for example, we have our product KPIs, we have financial KPIs, we have marketing, we have product and tech, we have company, we have team. So also a really important part that we are all taking care of team. So everybody uh, is uh, reporting how their direct report is feeling um, and if there's something we can support them with. Um, and then we just write, write our uh, stuff down. So for me, it's like marketing, HR, and company. So I tell the others like, look, these were some achievements. We struggled on this one. I will need some input over here. So I tag Nick, for example, and say, hey, Nick, what do you think about it? We should speak about it uh, later on. Um, and then we, we do our own reporting of our own area. Reporting sounds also so old school and, uh, but, but it's actually like writing down everything that happened and everything that comes to your mind. Um, and then like tagging the people who are like, or the others where you, we need input on. And then, um, if you're done with it, you go over the other, uh, areas and see if somebody tagged you or just learn about what happened over there. And if somebody tagged you, you try to respond to it. And if you feel like that's something we don't need to discuss with the three of us, but it's probably something we can, uh, we can tackle in a one-on-one, we say, Hey, Let's tackle this later on. Um, it's not something for the big discussion, but something uh, that is easy to t- uh, tackle after the meeting. And uh, if there are points for sure that we have to discuss as like the co-founding team, uh, we open up the the conversation, not written, but like speak about it. But yeah. by doing this, we, we feel like we have a great overview about everything actually in each department and then focus on the talking points that are really important as you also see the big picture and not just the first topic that is popping up and somebody feels this is the, the one topic we should speak about. Right. I mean, it's like founders pages, like, like some people do morning pages and yeah. Did, did you develop that method or did you learn about this from someone? I think uh, it was like like Fiete who uh, once said like, hey, do we want to write it down? It's even like, it seems more productive to me. And we said like, hey, let's try it. And uh, after the first meeting, we did like, like we did it like this. Uh, we didn't want to change it anymore because it was so good and yeah. so much more productive um, and uh, so more like so much more satisfying for all of us as uh, you really came out of the meeting and felt like hey this was so good I now know what's going on and uh, we t- talked about the important p- uh, parts so not sure if uh, Fiete uh, copied it somewhere else, uh, but I would say Fiete is the, uh, the founder of this uh, method. We give, perfect. We, we give uh, your Credits co-founder Fiete credit for the Fiete's founder pages. Yes. We, we, we give her the credit for that. Perfect. Um, I like it. I can, can, uh, from my perspective, I haven't done it in this particular context, but um, just writing things down to think and ink is, mm-hmm. is super helpful for me as well. Um, I have a slightly uh, sort of uh, curveball question for you, which I'm sure you can handle, but everything has been going so well for you guys over the last 18 months, right? It's I'm not sure you're living your dream, but uh, you know you seem to have a good time together <laughs> from all the conversations I've had with you. So you're certainly not uh, grinding it out every day. Um, is it sometimes hard to stay grounded? Because a lot of people tell you, this is amazing, you're number one, all these important people invest in your company, is there something feeling, you know, we, we need to stay grounded somehow? Ooh, uh, interesting question. Um, I, like, I, I don't think we have the feeling that you were describing. I, I mean, for sure, like many people are reaching out to us and saying, hey, that's so exciting. Um, 
but like I think the three of us and the whole team is feeling that we want to build like like yeah it's cool to launch on number one for sure but um, actually we are not there where we want to be in the end like so the mission is not completed at all uh, and it's one small step but um, yeah we want to build a flourishing business out of this and and therefore um uh, I feel we saying we are too grounded is the wrong <laughs> the, the wrong way in expressing it, and, and it's I'm not sure if it's because I'm lacking words for it, but it's more um, like it doesn't feel like this for us as as we feel like hey like um, we really want to crack this, and um, there were some small successes for us, and we have great people who are supporting us. The team is great, like the internal team, the the angels is great. We would offer like uh, everybody who's who's working with us um but the mission is so big that it doesn't feel like um it's uh it there's something done or we've achieved something um and uh yeah that's that's also connected to the, the to the point i've made earlier on that we, we really need to push us to to celebrate the small successes because in the end yeah it's it's probably a success story until now um but uh, uh it feels like we we played the five first five games of the season uh, and we are maybe in the in the leading group of the of the league table right now, but it's a whole season, and uh, like we are focusing on like winning a championship in the end. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't feel uh, that, uh, to be honest, I don't feel um, it's uh, it's something that we we are getting too confident or feeling that that we have achieved something. But it's probably also because we we know where where we are coming from. Uh, and we, we, we are super grateful for everything that is happening and we want to actually earn this every day. Um, yeah. So uh, to be honest, I'm not even worried that you guys <laughs> get high on your own supply. I mean, you playing the lowest football league and, you know, have, have uh, every weekend have, have a beer with the, with the other players after that. So I, 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 it wasn't, I didn't mean to suggest that, you know, you, that's my impression. Um, I was just wondering in general that, uh, you know, what happens as a young founder, what, what happens in the head, right? What thoughts to come to mind? But I love this. Our vision is so much bigger. So let, let's talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. what's next for you guys? So you rolled it out in Germany, other European countries you've set your sight on, or is it growing in Germany first? I mean, I think, um, what like in the end we really want to crack this like whole team sport thing right so we feel like there are many great specialized networks out there for individual sports um but there's a huge potential on this like team sports uh team sport market and football is for sure the biggest team sport uh, in the world um so um yes uh, in the beginning it's cracking team sports football in germany and then let's see what happens um i mean uh, it's a sport that is being played in uh, many many uh, many many countries for sure we are also looking in the big european markets or also like the us market is growing a lot right now um but uh, like scaling the first market and uh, building a, the like perfectly working platform uh, and this is probably also a vision uh, like the perfectly working platform is not out there but uh, something that users really love and really are engaging in in germany is like the the number one focus for us at the moment um, and then there are many options we are also right now focusing on adults uh, there's a huge potential in the youth market too so um, we we have the options out there um, but try to to keep focus on uh, first Germany uh, and then see what's the best next step for us. Yeah.
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And um, my final question is always, what's your best communications advice for other CEOs and founders out there? I think be transparent as possible. Um, I, I think to, to everybody, to the team and also to your shareholders or angels uh, and not trying to uh, play a role or something and but just share how, how you are feeling and uh, always try to, to like be like vulnerable also on, on, on the on the other end um, if something is not going well uh, because yeah uh, it's a, it's a, in the end you're, you're building this with everybody together so um, trying to to uh, uh, be as transparent as possible I think is my is my answer there amazing Lucas Rulle co-founder of Prematch thank you so much for taking the time I know you guys are busy <laughs> with world inspiration in the, in the world of team sports so give my best to your co-founders and uh, yeah thanks for coming on Speaking like of CEO it's been amazing thank you so much Oliver for this great chance and thank you for listening and see you all next week bye bye